Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You can't stand that I got out of here and that I'm succeeding without you. Without me? I made you. Without me, you're nothing. Right there. That's who you are. That's why I left. Bullshit, don't lay that on me. You left because you needed to feed that huge ego. Ego? Ego, if I stayed here, you know what would have been hanging over my head for the rest of my life. Which is why I told you to move somewhere nobody ever knew you but you stayed here, so that thing is still over your goddamn head, and I stopped it! I don't care what you think you stopped. You're gonna go to Walter Gillis and you're gonna make this thing right. It is right. It's over, you lost. Nothing's over. And you're the one who lost something today. What are you talking about? You went personal, I went personal. Your father's master tapes, I've got them. Those tapes have nothing to do with this deal. They do now. Suit season four, episode three is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about two in the knees, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who's working to get the master recordings of all the podcasts. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. What's the most expensive thing you ever shoplifted? Hmm. I did not have not shoplifted a lot of things. I really... Yeah, same not been that was you know not brave enough for that oh yeah absolutely that's exactly how i feel never shoplifted anything nope not me mm-hmm. yeah nope Mm-mm. um we hate crime <laughs> we did yeah, we love the law we love the law too we love much the law here on this we love podcast. the law way too much yes yeah all right well we've got an episode here today to talk about boy the mike and harvey stuff is gonna reach a fever pitch uh, a, a true uh, boils over. Hopefully, our guys are good by the end of this episode. Uh, it's hard to tell. So Mike and Harvey are obviously on opposite ends of this whole Logan Sanders, Walter Gillis nonsense. And, you know, Harvey feels like he's trying to throw some, you know, softballs at Mike when it comes to how he's dealing with them, uh, you know, being against each other in this case. We've seen Harvey really, really just like come after people before, go below the belt, uh, above and beyond to humiliate people, to get them to dismiss, to like incriminate people. And he's really pulling his punches here with Mike. But, Rob, I feel like their big disconnect is just that 
he doesn't respect Mike and his shows. You know, mm-hmm. he's very, very like blatant about the idea that Mike Ross should not even be in these conversations with him. So when Mike comes to him, he doesn't take him seriously. He doesn't act like he takes him seriously. And so I think that's a lot of the things that is fueling all of Mike Ross's uh, actions in this episode. Because if he really looked at it objectively, it does look like Harvey's trying to throw him a bone. But I am, I guess, I don't know, like, I'm 100% on Harvey's side here. I feel like that Mike is being like a total spoiled douche about everything. He is. He is. I think what it is, it's also that he's on the other side of Harvey's shenanigans. So, of course, in this uh, episode, we see that at one point, Harvey goes over to a banker and basically tries to get him the strong arm the banker mm-hmm. and to, uh, uh, like, keep, like, uh, to withdrawing, I guess, whatever uh, support that he had for Walter Gillis. And so uh, the banker, of course, is like, well, why would I do that? And Harvey says, well, because Pearson Spector is going to uh, withdraw a bunch of our deposits, basically. So we're going to move all of our stuff to a different bank and then you're going to be out of luck a three million or three billion dollars or something like that out of luck and so he's like oh well i can't do that and then boom mike ross shows up and intercepts it is just like hey i see you i see mm-hmm. you doing this underhanded thing that is technically illegal for the banker to even consider and so yeah harvey you're playing dirty and i don't like it i think he feels like because he's mike he's supposed to be playing above board and that's just not the case here. I don't know. I, I feel like that the stuff with the banker is like so benign compared to everything else we've ever seen on suits that it really, I mean, that wasn't really bothering me. And mm. uh, I, I feel like that Harvey, and I guess I'm, from Mike's perspective, he doesn't know that Logan is like, hey, I like hire an investigator, go dirty, expose him. And Harvey is like, all right, I'm going to try to hold this guy off as much as I can. And Mike seemingly has like no appreciation of that. And his attitude is sort of like, oh, he wants to dig up dirt on me. Let him. And Mike, you know how this works. You've been in these meetings. like (laughs) You've seen every single episode of Suits. You know that these cases always turn into like, okay, well, what dirt can we dig up on the lawyer? You know, and Mm -hmm. you're going to go head to head with Harvey. Like, you know how this goes. Like, and you're the one that like, I don't even know why Mike is so dug in on like, okay, this guy's that the company he so badly wants to help Walter Gillis. Like, for what? Yeah, Mike is just the touchy-feely type. You know, he really got a good, like, love into the idea that Walter Gillis was doing this for his son who had passed away. And so he told Walter Gillis, I am going to stop at nothing to save your company. And if he lets Harvey win this, um, he's essentially a liar. Um, he used this man's uh, the son, the death of his son to get the case in the first place and then is going to fail. I think it's really hard for him to look at it objectively and say, I need to back down in some of these scenarios. Like he really feels like he needs to go boss to the wall. The problem here is that, yeah, you're right. Harvey is pulling punches. Logan is trying to come for Mike and Mike already knows the the punchline here. Mm-hmm. Mike, you know you can't have a background uh, check done on you. You know that you're a a um a what uh, a former drug dealer. You know you got kicked out of college. You know you didn't go to Harvard. You know you didn't pass the bar. And you really want somebody investigating into your life? Shoot, at at, at best, you know that you you are affiliated with Trevor who sucks. So if somebody does a background check and finds out that you even know Trevor, that could be <laughs> horrible it. for this case. Yeah. Not to mention everything else. Well, by the end of the episode, Mike is going to get dumped by Walter Gillis, seemingly. Is anybody getting Walter Gillis's business? 
Mike's still getting the business. So he has invested 2% more of this uh of the of his money into Walter Gillis's stock. So essentially, parts of this company belongs to Mike too. And so Mike's like, look, you could support me in this or not, but I'm fighting for this company, whether you like it or not. And so Walter Gillis is like, get out of my face. Uh, because Rob, Mike, he committed an unforgivable sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, so when we get that. Freaking Logan wants uh, to get some dirt on Mike and he wants it in the newspaper of, of course, you know, you know, like the New York Post is like just filled with like random lawyer. You won't believe what he did. Um, that's, that's basically the whole <laughs> newspaper. It's just all that. Page six is just random New York lawyers and things that they've done. So that he wants to get some dirt out there on him. But instead, Harvey goes to Walter Gillis and says, hey, you know how your son died? Well, Mike Ross, he also is a drug dealer. Right. And Walter Gillis is like, you sick son of a bitch. He had a briefcase (laughs) full of the weed. Stop it. Yeah. No, Rob. No, it couldn't be. Not weed. Yeah. Not the devil's lettuce. Yeah. Not my lawyer. It's like, you shut your mouth. You you take that back. He's like, no, it's true. Ask him about how I met him when he had all the weed in his briefcase. Ask him about if he ever came. Ask him about the day I hired him when he walked in my (laughs) office with a briefcase full of weed, and then I gave him a job. Walter Gillis should have been like, "What? Uh What? Yeah, go back to that part. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You brought a briefcase of weed to the meeting, and you gave him the job. Walter Gillis is like, "You said what I said. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, this is absurd." I didn't know Walter Gillis's son died from a weed overdose. Is that what we're being led to believe here? No, like, I think it's he was a, on the a gateway stuff. drug. It's a gateway drug, Chappelle. Oh, so his son was on the weed. I bet at some point, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always felt like this was a smaller child. When they, when he told the story about his son, you know, like, oh, me and my son liked movies. I don't know why I assumed this was like no, a 13-year-old. No, I got this. I mean, he's an older guy. I felt that he had like some sort of, it was an adult son. Oh, yeah, now this is me figuring that out for the first time. I'm like, wow, he was talking about a grown-ass man. Because I've been sitting here like, man, that little kid got hooked on the hard stuff at an early age, man. 14 years old on the weed? <laughs> Tough. <laughs> yeah. So, Cannot relate. Yeah, and so we we get this uh, back and forth, and, you know, Logan is not happy with how it's all going to go because uh, he's going to do his own dirt, and which leads Mike to do his own investigation into Logan's backstory. You know, the Logan and Rachel storyline, I think it's a little, uh, uh, I don't love it. Oh, no, 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 no. Elaborate. What no, are you I saying? just think it's a little annoying, the whole thing. And, and Mike is also like a big baby about the whole thing. Like in the start of the episode, he's like, just tell me one thing. Like who ended it between you and Logan? Like this Logan is living rent free in Mike's head. And this is all he's thinking about. Well, Logan also knows it. So, yeah, the episode starts with Mike Ross going to Rachel and being like, hey, babe, uh, just a quick question. Um, did you love him? Yeah. Are you in love with him? Logan's uh, wife that he cheated on and got back together with thinks less about this than Mike Ross does. She literally has not thought about it since the day that she, whatever. Wait, well, who, Rachel? Ended, you know? oh, what? Oh, Rachel? Rachel? Rachel from The Affair? 
Oh, right. like, oh, we I still talking about, about her? her? Yeah, baby, she's she's still a paralegal. She still mm-hmm. went to law school. Damn, ain't that ain't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Karma. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Mike asked Rachel if she broke it off. Mike and Rachel's like, yeah, it was me. I I, I initiated this. Um, but throughout the episode, uh, due to Mike's research into Logan, he finds out. Well, he goes and gets the deposition from his divorce, and he sees that Rachel made a statement in the deposition, and in that statement, she did say that uh, Logan was the one who broke it off. Now. She told Mike something completely different. Now, we have seen depositions where these people be under oath. I'm assuming that she was under some type of oath as, as well, or maybe just felt like lying uh, in general. But this was the cardinal yeah. sin that Rachel did. That This is the one that Mike will never let go. You lied for that man? Yeah, I you don't know. You didn't tell like, me that. This isn't like a criminal case or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know like what the under oath uh, statutes are if Rachel like Rachel you testified under oath that you broke up with him and he broke up with you jail yeah can we get you're gonna do do six years for lying (laughs) about who broke up with who yes Anessa the oath breaker please let us know in my head I broke up with him right like it off the record I broke up with him like Mm -hmm. I, I said I wanted I was done and then he said let's break up and then that's what happened ultimately we find out that uh yeah emotionally we were broken out Mm-hmm. Yeah, but physically we still fucking, uh, you know, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, we find out that Logan had asked Rachel to marry him. She said no, and then three months later, he was like, uh, "I kind of want to get." He back should to go to wife. jail for being married to two people. Was he married to two people? Yeah, he's I mean, married. He, he was married to his wife, right? Y- yeah, but he didn't. He was marry cheating on up. his wife and yeah, said, "Mar, I want to marry. You know, I want to marry you." Yeah, so he was going to get the divorce. When Rachel said no, he was like, oh, damn. Well, I don't want to mm-hmm. get a divorce anymore. And so <laughs> so he ran it back. And Rachel, being in love with him... Uh, like, I think that's know. a faux pas, like, to uh, like tell another person you want to be married to them when you're already married to somebody else. It's frowned upon, yeah. but I don't think it's illegal. Yeah. You know, not it's to say... Borderline. It's borderline. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty... It's ticky-tack, though. You know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> depends, on the, depends on who's making the call, Rob. But... Um, yeah, ultimately we find out that um, Rachel uh, denied this and then uh, Logan comes to her and says, can you help me get my wife back? And she loves him so much that she does. She says, yeah, I got you. And so now that is on the record. Um, and Mike Ross has uh, the records in his hand and he is upset. Like Mike is distraught because mm-hmm. he's like, you lied for this man? You loved him so much that you, like you told me you loved him. Yeah. But to love him so much that you would lie for him. <laughs> why didn't you tell me? I was like, she lies for you every single day of her life. That's true. That's true. Just you, yeah, you being like in her life Harvey's is dad's a lie. advice, right? So if she's right. if she's willing to lie for you, right? Why did he think this was the first time Rachel did this? Even when they were getting together, she's like, you know, I committed an affair. He's like, oh, but did you lie? Yeah, you know? she's like, and it was <laughs> like, hot, and I was, yeah, yeah, and I liked it. Yeah, she's like, but did you lie to him? Like, did you lie for him? She's like, oh, I did. He's like, no, not that. Yeah. Anything but that. Uh, yeah, so Mike's down bad. Not for anything. Uh, we didn't get to see Mike talk to the private investigator. I feel like that Mike's conversation with the private investigator was like, hey, there's this guy, Logan Sanders. I want you to investigate him. Like, uh, starting with he dated this woman, Rachel. What happened to that? Right. <laughs> he was having an affair on his wife. What was going on there? This did man she, is 30 some Did she years love old. him? Yeah. Yeah, and the best he got was the deposition from his divorce proceedings. Mm-hmm. I, um, no, nah, like I'm sure you could have found something else on this uh this rich kid who seemingly uh gets what he wants and doesn't take no for an answer. I'm sure there's something in there that you could have found. But no, he's just like 
I was just thumbing through the private investigator documents and I just happened to, this one caught my eye, you know, mm -hmm. this deposition of, from his divorce that your name is on. This man has photographic memory. He scanned those documents so fast looking for uh, Rachel's name. It's incredible. And he could not wait to hold her feet to the fire about it. Um, but yeah, this is their big conflict. She ultimately gets him to calm down. She's like, hey, I loved him. I didn't want to marry him because I want to marry you. See how that works? Mm -hmm. You got me. Yeah. Um, but Rachel does a lot of the heavy lifting in this episode. We actually get a flashback. We get our our, our flashback filter. Yeah. And Rachel. And these uh, are not working for me either. These flashbacks to Rachel and Logan. Well, the flashbacks to Rachel don't make me feel great about Rachel in general. Uh, like Rachel, you want to have an affair? Fine, go for it. Be that. Do be that girl. Let that be you. But. This affair. Let's just talk about how she pulled this off. Now we see that in the in in the midst of the affair, I guess she's madly in love at this point. She mm -hmm. marches up to this man's home at seven in the morning and knocks on the door and just starts kissing him. He has a wife. She lives there. Rachel, what was the strategy behind this? Did you not call? Well, this a text? is suits, and seven thirty a.m. is the number one time for sexy time uh, for people on the suits universe. Yeah, but his wife's alive. Like, she's hmm. not gone. She's in there. She Maybe just she was, had like, a job and she was supposed to be at work. Yeah, like, ma'am. Ma she called in sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel, op the moment he opens the door, Rachel's like, oh, my God, I missed you so much. I'm surprised. I'm here. And he's like, Rachel, what are you doing? And the wife catches her. And Rachel's excuses. Um, I'm from uh, Pearson's back there. And yeah, I, have, I have files. Yeah. So files. Where are the files? Oh, and let me reach in my yes. purse and grab the files. And our, so she our fax hears. Our is broken. Right, exactly. So I had to walk them over here. So she hears them arguing. Of course, Allison, his wife, is like, I know that's the person you're sleeping with. I'm not stupid. She's beautiful. And Logan goes... If some woman <laughs> came to this house to bring me files, forget it. Everyone's dead. Forget yeah, everyone's it. Dead. Yeah, there's no question. There's no conversation about it. You just I plan, <laughs> plan you for your You might be dead. Yeah, I was like, I'm definitely getting a call for sure. <laughs> like, did you did you send files over here? Because if so, I'm sending something to your house. Did you, like, know you know about this files girl? Right, <laughs> file lady. And then Logan, to make matters worse for Rachel and for Allison, he goes, "You think I would have an affair with a paralegal? Really? I don't even know who that woman is." And we know Rachel's big whole like weakness is, "Wait, you don't think I'm good enough because I'm not a lawyer?" Mm -hmm. And it shattered her. And so you know what they say. They yeah. F the paralegals, but they marry the lawyer. Was Allison a lawyer? I don't know. Probably. I mean, based off of the old adage. I don't uh, think so, but, because uh, maybe based off the old adage, but I think that this uh, Nepo baby idiot Logan Sanders, that I think that he's probably, I don't think he's marrying a professional lawyer lady. Yeah, probably not. He's probably looking for somebody he can like rule over, you know, like, mm -hmm. come, like come home. Like I, I'm the breadwinner. Do you have, but again, if that's the case, then why is this lady at home when Rachel is trying to show up at 7.30 in the morning for the affair? Like this, you you should know this woman has no job. She was She's supposed to be at Pilates. Right? Like, why didn't she go for her morning run with the with the run club? I don't mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Rachel's distraught because that's her biggest fear that someone doesn't like her because she's a paralegal. And so because of that, she has to face that fear and now go knock on Logan's door again. And this time she's asking for him to lay off Mike Ross because Mike is too stupid to lay off of Logan. So she's like, okay, Logan, stop pushing Mike because Mike is Mike is not thinking straight. He is coming after you because of this is personal relationship yeah. between me and you. And he's trying to stick it to Harvey at the same time, but he's going to get me caught up. And so because I lied in your deposition, you owe me one. And so because of that, Logan does 
end up falling back a little bit. But he does not miss the opportunity to tell Mike exactly why he did it. Yeah. I want to go back to Mike with the Harvey of it all, where that Donna tells him earlier in the episode, oh, did you hear about Harvey? He's getting his dad's masters, and he's gonna he's trying to track them down. And, and Mike's like, oh, okay, good to know. Uh, and then after Mike and Harvey get into their argument, then he tells Harvey, oh, by the way, I got your dad's master recordings, and I, I have them. Mike Ross has never been more unlikable throughout the entire run of suits <laughs> that after everything that Harvey did for this guy to come to th come back at him and, and to, to like, to what does, does Harvey owe Mike Ross at this point? Yeah. I, I'm, is... I'm rooting for Harvey to just wipe Mike off the mat. Yeah, I, it really did feel like Mike was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the juggernaut here and didn't realize it. And so once he got in over his head, he had to start, like, you know, pulling out all the stops and going hella low and, you know, getting this man's father's master recordings when you know he'd been looking for him. He, Mike had been meeting with Donna and just farming information anyway for weeks up to this point, we find out, because Donna's been trying to hook them back up and make them back on the same page. And so he's using information, privileged information from Donna, which mm -hmm. is a crime, um, you know, to, to get at Harvey. And to go as low as to get these masters... Mike really didn't have another choice, Rob. It's either that or lose. And he refuses to lose to Harvey. I mean, he just lied to this man, used this man's son's death against him to, to, to get on this case. And he's letting Harvey whoop him up. And so he did all he could do that was left. And that was come after Harvey. Now, obviously, Harvey handles this as well as anyone possibly could. You know, like there, there's no reason why Harvey shouldn't have punched Mike Ross in the face. Um, but he let him make it, but I'm with you. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Ross, whatever the opposite of the lady is, we might be talking about it for this episode. Give it to Mike Ross. Okay. Yeah. That <laughs> sucks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about Lewis because uh, Lewis had a very fun storyline, which turned out to be not fun for Lewis ultimately uh, with everything that was going on with Jeff Malone and Jessica and so there was a little back and forth about like uh, that so uh, Jeff wants to work with Jessica on a case. Jessica doesn't really want to be alone on the case working with Jeff. She's trying to farm it out to Lewis. Uh, and there's a couple of really, really just laugh out loud scenes that end up happening. First is the one where it's Lewis, Jessica, and Jeff, uh, and uh, that they're they're working on on the the case, and you know Jeff is uh, like trying to at first trying to seemingly make Jessica uncomfortable with this arrangement. Like I don't think that he was intentionally trying to make Lewis think that he was interested in him from the start. Do you? How far into the conversation do you think it shifted? I think that eventually Jeff picked up on what Lewis was picking up on and then went with it. Oh, no, I have a completely read, a okay. different read. What do you this. think? So Jessica, Lewis and Jeff are all supposed to be brought into this uh, this situation together. And from jump, Jeff wants Lewis off of this. He wants it right. just to be him and Jessica. So he his initial reaction is. Let me flirt with Lewis a little bit. I think at first, for like a split second, it was, let me flatter Lewis. But I think even in the first like 30 seconds of their conversation, he had already decided what he was going to do. Because he went from kind of 
Lewis, have you been working out to, oh, Lewis, you're so strong. Oh, you're farm boy strong. I said, what the fuck? I said, what does that mean? And then he's like, kind of like groping him a little bit. He says penal a bunch of times, according to Lewis. I guess that's a side conversation that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very overt. By the end of that conversation with Jessica, Jessica says, okay, look, y'all love he says it so much. Go for it. Y'all got it. Um, good luck. And Jeff's like, okay, cool. I got this farm boy all to myself. You good, cowboy? Like me and you, Ernie and Bert. I said, okay, Jeff, get off this man's neck. You know? Yeah. So I think that conversation, there's no way he didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. in that very first interaction. Yeah. And so, I mean, this was a really long con then from Jeff yes. to get to the point where that, okay, I'm going to like get Lewis uh, so turned off that I'm going, that Lewis is not going to want to work with me. Yeah, but I mean, it works like seamlessly because the thing is, he wants Lewis off the case. If he gets Lewis off the case, then Jessica, what's Jessica going to say? Like, no, I'm not going to help you either. Like, at some point, somebody's going to have to help Jeff. And so he, all he needs to do is make sure that Lewis wants no parts of this. And so he uh, just leans into a little bit Mm -hmm. that he might be uh, feeling uh, Lewis in a in a different way. but I, I, I'm sorry. I think it was it was from design from the beginning because um, what did he say? He said to uh, to Lewis something to the uh, to the effect of like uh, what, not farm boy strong. What was the other one he used? It was a lot. It was a lot of innuendo coming his way. And so um, yeah, I, I just I can't see there this being a world where this was not the plan and it mm-hmm. works. Uh, yeah. Lewis eventually is panicked because he thinks Jeff Malone is in love with him. And he goes to Donna and he tells Donna about this, that Jeff is in love with me. And he's like, well, what? why would he get that impression? And then he relays that like, well, I may have told him that I eat cock for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. And she says, well, I mean, he is an athlete and they've been coming out lately. Like mm-hmm. uh, Lewis is like, yeah, guess what his favorite sport is? Basketball. Mm-hmm. As in ball. And I was like, okay, Lewis, we get it. So, um, yeah, there, there, a couple funny moments here where Lewis is, uh, I think Donna's like, shut the front door. And Lewis is like, no, I'm shutting the, I'm shutting the back door. door. So, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is one of those moments where Lewis goes to Donna for help and Donna uh, has caught on to what's going on probably. And she realizes that this is a good opportunity for her to cover for Jessica in general because Jessica still doesn't want it out that her and Jeff had a thing. So if Lewis thinks Jeff is after him, he won't think that she's after uh, that he's after uh, Jessica. So Donna kind of leans into it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think you're right here. You probably got something, but what are you going to do about it? And um Lewis is like, I don't know, but I'll figure something out. Like, I'm just, he'll get the message eventually. It'll pass. Um, and I think Lewis says to her, I don't think you understand the power of my sexuality. And something of that statement just triggered something in Donna. She grabs her notepad and she's like, I just need to add this to your file. And I'm now curious, what is in this file and who all has them? Yeah. Because Donna because is not like the head of that? HR. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. It's like she's keeping like a list of all the like douchey things that Lewis says, or probably everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so to be like, you don't understand the power of my sexuality. She's like, yep, add that to the jar. Well, she is the same person that was keeping like the files on from Cameron Dennis's office. So she does like keep extensive records. She's Donna. That's like one of her Donna. She's things. Donna. Yes, it's what she does. Yeah, and so yeah, this is uh, just again more more information that will lead Lewis to believe that yeah he might be on the right track here. But then we do, we do see Donna mm-hmm. go to Jessica and say, "Hey, 
Lewis thinks that Jeff's in love with you. Yeah. So, you know, just heads up, your secret's safe here. But D Jessica realizes that that's probably not the best plan. Okay, so a couple things come out of this. One, we're going to see ultimately Jeff and Jessica work together and that Jeff says that he promises that they can keep this like whole relationship just uh, a total secret that they can work together. He won't let it get out and that they can have both things. And Jessica talks about her concerns about being sort of a, a woman at her position, that what's it going to look like if it got out that she was sleeping with one of the other senior partners at her firm. It would look very bad. Jeff assures her this is not going to be a concern. He's a liar. All Jeff do is lie. Since the, since the moment we've laid eyes on him on this show, all he has done is lie. He lied to get this job. He lying every day. He just lied to Lewis and act like it's he was the Rachel in love with thing. Him. If he's she's lying to you, she's lying she's to lying other to everybody else. Right? Jeff Malone has not stopped lying. He even tells a story about why he needs Jessica's help. He's talking about how he had this case and there was a, a guy who uh, who managed to uh, dodge some evidence and so he he remained free. But then he later on came and like bludgeoned the client with uh, aluminum bat and all this other stuff. He's like, and that's why. I can never let associates work with me. I only have to use the best. And that's, that's probably a lie too. That. That's a lie. This <laughs> man, all he does is lie, man. I'm telling you, this is there. You can't trust this guy. Mm -hmm. He is not honest with us at one point in this episode. And yeah. look at Jessica. She looks, she looks so good. There's mm -hmm. no way he's telling the truth. Then he's trying to steal kisses in this episode too. Yeah. Liar. Well, and then it's a sad ending with Lewis where he's like, um, you know, I know what's going on here. You didn't have a thing for me. Uh, you're, you know, you were trying to be with Jessica. Like, I know it. Like, the first time ever I thought that somebody liked me for me. It wasn't true. Nobody could ever like me. And I'm not going to forget this. Uh, he shouldn't forget this. This is happening to Lewis over and over again. People are using Lewis's friendship to their advantage. Um, you know, we've seen Harvey do it. We've seen Mike do it. We've seen... Uh, mm -hmm. I think to an extent, Rachel has done it. Daniel Hardman definitely did yeah. it. Um, and so, yeah, now Jeff Malone is one of the, add that to the list of people who have, you know, leaned on Lewis for friendship and then, um, you know, kind of turned their back on him. Poor Lewis. Okay. This poor is a Lewis. good Lewis episode. It was, but poor Lewis. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Who gets the liddy for this episode of Suits? Not Mike Ross. Not Mike, Mike Ross. Ross. No, no, no. He gets the opposite of the litty. He gets the shitty. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's uh, it's not not great episode for him. Um, let's see. Harvey kicks some ass in this episode. Mm -hmm. Rachel, Rachel was the secret weapon though. I think Rachel has to get it. Rachel, uh, yeah, she did a good job. I didn't like her flashback stuff. However, no, <laughs> no uh, but she did ultimately get this. So. 
Uh, I mean, now are we just going to see the Mike versus the um you know um Mike versus uh uh Walter Gillis of it all and then basically there's going to be no more Logan Sanders in this? No, 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 no. Logan Sanders says we're not going low anymore, but he didn't say I'm out of this, you okay. know, altogether. And so I think that yeah, what they wanted uh Rachel to do was to convince Mike to just take Logan's bid and move on. Um but now that uh what Rachel did was get Logan to like okay just lay off and then you don't ha- Mike doesn't have to take the bid and y'all can fight this out how you were originally going to do it like it y'all are skipping the intimidation tactics of the you know like the negotiation process here trying to get a dismissal or a comp- you know or uh, a compromise and now we're going to go back to brass tacks so I think there's still more fighting between Mike and Harvey and I honestly think they need to address this uh father's um you know, uh, master's records thing. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that Mike crossed the line there that yes. we should probably not let go. If I'm Harvey, I don't even I'm know not going to How did Mike way. get them where Harvey didn't? He has a photographic memory. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has it. And so we're supposed to assume that Mike can do amazing things with little to no explanation. And he did. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he was bluffing. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he does get them from Rachel at the end of the episode. He does. He really does. So at the end of the episode, Rachel goes to um to Harvey and like here, Mike sent these or whatever. And so it's they, he he get like he he kind of amended, you know, in a way, but it's still weird. It's still a weird behavior for him to go that low. Then mm-hmm. this is this is his dad's stuff. Like, come on, man, stop stop tripping. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, next episode, I'm sure there's going to be more of Mike versus uh, Harvey to come. And then I don't really know where Walter Gillis stands at this point because he's almost a non-factor. Like, this isn't even about him anymore. This is personal. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, we didn't have a ton of references in this episode. Uh, we really only just got the uh, Burton Ernie, Jeff Malone goes to the Knicks games. Yeah, that was it. Just uh, Jeff and Ernie. Burton, Ali versus Frazier. <laughs> Ali Frazier, that was a good conversation. Donna mm-hmm. knows all about Ali versus Frazier because she she's not a to. big boxing fan, but she's a Harvey fan. And so, uh, you know, again, the the Donna not being in love with Harvey allegations, I'm sorry, she's just not beating him um, because <laughs> you only know about this boxing thing because you care that much about Harvey. But, like, it's not like it's pertinent to do your job, Donna, mm-hmm. so whatever. Um, but, yeah. Chappelle, I have a uh, feedback question from Lindsay, who said that mm-hmm. the double entendres between uh, Malone and Lewis were hilarious. Penal code, pounded out, basketball, threesome, farm boy strong, play on my team like Bert and Ernie, grind it out, shut the back door. My uh, f- personal favorite returned in what Lewis eats for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is one of my favorite episodes in season four. The part that made me scream was when uh, Jeff, Jeff Malone said... You know, Lewis, to be honest, I'm feeling a little raw right now. And Lewis said, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What are we doing here? What, what's happening? Um, yeah. I th- Again, I think this was the plan from Jump because it was just you beat him over the head with it, Rob. Like, uh, mm-hmm. beat him with a stick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it was uh, very, very funny. And mm-hmm. uh, But I feel I, I hate that Lewis gets hurt. I hate that Lewis, like, every... Every time Lewis like makes a new friend, like I'm glad he has Katrina, but every time that's like Lewis is like, ah, I found my person. And then ultimately it ends up with a cake in the garbage. 
for me, it's really hard to empathize with Lewis too much. Like I, I, I feel you because I, I felt really bad for him in this episode. But I feel like a lot of Lewis's friendships are friendships that he is forcing to happen because they were beneficial to him, right? So like he didn't like Jeff Malone. He wanted nothing to do with Jeff Malone. He came at him like a crazy person, and then afterwards he's like, "Oh, can we can we be friends now?" Uh, you know, he tried the same thing with several other people, and it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, I was I forgot who it was where he's like, "Okay, we're friends now, so drop this," you know. Um, like that's that's kind of yeah, that, that was with Scotty where he gave, like gave yeah, her Scotty. like a a scarf and he's like hey we're friends right. okay so you're gonna you drop it right I, right I gave you a thing so, yeah we we made friends right and mm-hmm. like Lewis does he really care about being friends with certain people or if he's just kind of like trying to use that friendships to leverage his own you know um, opportunities here at the firm it for me the line is too blurry for me to always feel bad for Lewis but in this episode I definitely did yeah okay. Chappelle, anything else about season four, episode three? No, we are uh, three episodes in already, which is incredible because we're moving so quickly through this uh, through this Suits rewatch. We're having a great time. We're getting a lot of feedback, as, as of course, on suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. Uh, and, of course, on our Twitter page as well. So if you are not a part of the community, please go to suitspodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, or, you know, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook and join the community, join the conversation. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here today for our rewatch of season four, episode three. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about episode four. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.